Happy Sunday. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, crew. Whoever is on with me live, good morning. Whoever is listening to this afterwards, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. Um, special happy Father's Day um, for the dads out there. I always feel like dads get a little shafted, no? Like the June Father's Day. Do you ever get a feeling that, like, um, you're sitting around, like, whoever, like, made up these holidays, whoever's on the committee, like, the holiday committee, you know? They're like, okay, we got Mother's Day in. Like, that was awesome. Like, May. Like, is there anyone else we need to thank? Like, I know there's the mom. I know there's their kids. Like, hmm. And someone's like, I think there was a man living in the house, too. They're like, oh, yeah, dad. What are we going to do with dad? I don't know. Can we stick him in the end of June? I always get that sense, but... Uh, it's awesome. Being a dad's the greatest gift in the world. And for those, um, the dads that are out there, happy Father's Day to you. And uh, you have a great day and the joys, the joys, the joys. And to my dad, happy Father's Day. We've been talking a lot about the image. Oh, good. I love that. Nirila. That's a great one. We got a whole month called Av. That's awesome. The image. This is a big thing that we've been talking about a lot here. This is critical. We got to delve into it and, and, and really understand it. And it's, it's, new, it's really, like Dan, Andy said, I quoted a new word called nuanceical. I thought that was a real word until Andy pointed out that it wasn't. It's, it's really nuanceical. It's filled with nuance. Because if you go too far one direction, you lose yourself. If you just start doing like you, you got to navigate in society. You got to live in this world. This world is a world of, of the surface. This world is a world of the bottom line. That's the way it works. If you want to play in a game, you have to understand the symbols of significance. You have to understand what the world looks for. You can't just shun society because it may be not fully connected to truth because it's just not how it works. If you're living in a world and they, the world or your society tells you that you have to dress this way to be accepted, you can't just shun it and then wonder why the world isn't bowing to what you think is truth. It doesn't work like that. If it was so simple, everyone would just do it. It has to be complex. But what we're talking about here is separating between what I need to do to navigate in this world and what is truth and what I'm after and what I'm going for. If all I'm doing in my life is collecting symbols because I think that to collect the symbol, then I'm going to achieve a certain level of importance. Then what am I doing? I'm just collecting empty symbols. And then I wake up one morning and I, and I sort of intuit that although I've collected all these symbols, it's, it hasn't created the life of significance that my, my mind, my body, my soul is clamoring for because I'm, all I've been doing is taking. And it's when I'm in giving mode that I really feel the most significant. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many people feel that way? Do you know how many people live their lives waking up one morning? sitting in that corner office. This isn't like on a movie. This happens all the time. And it doesn't have to be like the typical corner office CEO. It happens all the time to where that individual wakes up and he wins and she wins. They're the athlete, the 
executive, the teacher, the rabbi, whoever, and they're sitting in their domain of success and they look out and the people that they care most about don't really connect to them because they haven't been giving value to people. They've just been climbing the ladder. And they're not really connected to other people. They, they can look at a huge congregation. They can look at it a huge company. They can look at it a huge family. But there's no one really there that believes in their core that they've been giving to them. And they may not even be able to articulate it. And the, 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 the spouse of this point is that what we've been talking about now, which is the image. We have this need to connect. We have it. We can't be alone. We can't be alone. doesn't mean you have to connect through marriage. doesn't mean you have to connect through children. It means you have to connect. You have to connect. We need to be connected to others to feel fully satisfied. That's, how, that's who we are. We, are. we are not born independent. Our bodies are independent. And we're created a certain level of independence so that we can grow and achieve. But our core, our souls, we feel the greatest when we're part of something bigger. It's all connected to the larger source. We're a small piece of unified energy. In Hebrew, the word for the divine is one of the expressions they use is, in Hebrew, and I'll translate it, it's or ein sof, the never-ending light or energy it's not really a light it's like an energy and it unifies everything and what makes us feel amazing is when we're part of it we're in the stadium of people and we're cheering we have a flag draped around us and we feel part of a country when we sing a song why does singing a song with lots of people feel better you ever notice that you ever like go to a game or a synagogue or any a concert anything and you're singing a song and why does it feel better to sing that song with hundreds or thousands of people than to sing it alone. What's the difference? Maybe alone you can bring your voice up more because when you sing it, a song has to be done for it to work as a part of a group. For, for a song to work, it has to be in consonance with everybody else. You have to sing it at the same pace. You can't sing a song in different ways. And as soon as somebody feels that they are lost in the sea of other people and they are connected through that song, they feel like they're part of something bigger. You see that sunset in the distance over the sea and you realize you're part of something bigger. It's who we are. And if we live our lives constantly searching to make me great and along the way collect a lot of fake relationships you can wake up one morning and go why do i feel alone where does this come from well it comes from the same place the other place comes from it comes from exposure it comes from our minds and it comes from what we've been given and when we were little kids we're navigating this world without the real use of a real analytical mind and we go into the world and the world tells us, forget the symbols on top. The world tells us, here are the thresholds of acceptance. This is the, this is the card you have to carry to be part of this group. In some cases, it's smarts. In some cases, it's athleticism. In some cases, it's clothes you wear. In some cases, it's how you look. In some cases, it's how mean you are. In some cases, it's are you willing to do dangerous things. In some cases, are you willing to be more? Every little group has the rules. 
that you need to play into to be part of that group. And as a little child, you go into this world and your brain starts getting exposed to this stuff. And the one thing we learn along the way is that I, for my own self, am not good enough. I'm only good if I take me and I put around me this invisible shell called my image. I want to put on the hat, but I can't because that hat will make me look like a geek. And for those that are hearing this for the first time, thank you for joining us. You can check out the end of last week. I think Thursday and Friday we spoke about this. The, the, the image that I have that I put around me is what I need to maintain because I don't relate to people with me, my family maybe, my sisters and brothers, maybe my maybe there are people that I do. When I'm little, my parents maybe are able to build me up and whatever I do is brilliant and what great. But as I get into the world, I have to add something to myself. I have to add to myself this thin layer around me called an image. It's like a coat that I wear. And I say the things that I need to say. And I do the things that I need to do. And through that language, through that, those clothings, through that job sometimes. There are people that are working in jobs they don't want to do. They're only doing it because in order to navigate the society that they're in, they have to be in this space. There are people that do this, by the way, all the time. They, they go somewhere they shouldn't be going, and they do things they shouldn't be doing. They're not even good for it. They're only doing it because they won't be accepted otherwise. And then there's one person that like, breaks out and makes that accepted, and then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, real? And the whole thing breaks open. Now, there's a very big value to culture. It's a very good thing sometimes. Sometimes it's great peer pressure. Sometimes when you create a culture where you take certain things that are not intuitive to the world and you make them important, people navigate towards them. That's wonderful. But the goal is not to be that thing and not to be you. The goal is to take the things around you and integrate them into who you are. It's important to be able to navigate into certain societies. If you are, are part of a religious group and you feel that the outside world doesn't share your values, it's a very good thing to create positive role models when, when people are little so that they aspire. Amazing, but it has to get into who you are. You have to, you have, it ha, you have, you have to digest it. It has to be a be-do-have. But to have a little bit of me on the outside and then me on the inside, and it's two different things, that's exhausting. You see, sometimes I remember when I was first starting my career, we used to go to all these like parties. It was like these like, uh, they're like they're, they weren't parties. They were like, um, what are they called? Networking events. That's what they were. My gosh. I, I, I think I like people. I do like, I like being around people. I hated those parties. I mean, I hated them with a pat. I hated them. And like, you're supposed to go, you were a young lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know why I hated them so much. And then I realized why I hated them so much because I sat around. It was like the, it was like the, the, the Mecca of this. And all the people sitting around, not all insecure. That's why you're networking. You're insecure that what you're offering, you're insecure about your job. And all you're doing the whole time is like regurgitating the same stuff. 
It's like someone heard like a line, like the market is going here or interest rates are lower or some political line or whatever the line is. That, and everyone's just regurgitating, regurgitating, regurgitating. As you're talking to someone, you're looking past them to see the next person. As, and you're, you're living, you're, the whole environment is just image, pretending like you're better than you are, pretending you can do more than you actually can, pretending you know more than you actually do because you have to impress somebody. It's a world of the image. There are people that live like this all the time. The way they dress, you walk into a party, you walk into a room, and you're not speaking in any authentic way. You're not saying things that you actually mean. You're saying things that you have to say. Okay, if you're on a job interview, okay. If you're on a first date, fine. If you're sitting in front of a presentation, okay. But always to your friends, to your family, saying things that you don't really mean, not being authentic. So here's what happens. You walk around and we, we connect to people. We're not really connecting at our core. We're not really shaving out that outside image to those select individuals and shining who we are and saying things that really are meaningful. And the word that I think is the core here something called vulnerability. We're not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. We're not allowing ourselves to reach out to somebody and say, yeah, this really is scary, or I really like this, or I was thinking about this. We don't allow ourselves to act in a way that is vulnerable. I don't mean vulnerable like everyone around you has to carry you around because you live and you loathe in pity. I mean vulnerable like... Whenever you don't know something or whenever you feel something, there's people in your life you get to just express it to. Your relationships are, are deeper because they, they run through a thing called vulnerability. For those who are in the middle of their morning coffee, l'chaim. We have relationships that are not vulnerable. I learned this from, I forgot the guy's name. I think his name is Keith Frazzi. And he's looking it up as I'm saying it, I'm sure. I read this book of his like years ago. Never eat alone. I don't know. Andy's looking. I'll tell you in a minute when he finds it. He has this trick that he used. And I was like, can that be? How do you, how do you navigate? How do you network? Because so when he sits in a room and he networks somebody, he automatically says something like deep and meaningful. And all of a sudden, when you say things that are like a little deeper than like the same regurgitating surface stuff, people are connect. Keith Ferrazzi, of course. Andy got it in 30 seconds. I think that was 2.1 seconds, Andy. Keith Ferrazzi. We have this trip that we take every year called Momentum. This show is produced by Momentum. One of the greatest moments of this trip is when you see these adult, we are adult guys, strangers. You get to Israel and you're, you're, you don't know most of the guys. And they're very powerful experiences that we have in Israel. And you watch 200 guys. Some of them are on the call, right? Are listening to this right now. 
And throughout the period of time, you see strangers having very surface conversations in the beginning. Fun things, sports, life, small talk, awesome. And then as you have deeper experiences, people start to be vulnerable. They talk about their dreams, what they want to accomplish. They talk about life, some of their failures to what were strangers. And you see something incredible form with God's help, which you continue every single trip. You see strangers connecting to each other and going, I don't know why I feel closer to you than I feel the people that I've been friends with for 20 years. And the answer is because this is, I get to be me. And there are times that what I do is just schmooze and talk about regular normal things. And there's sometimes I get to just be me and open up a drop and show that I have weakness. I have a real relationship with somebody. Share an idea that I've been thinking about and share an aspiration that I want to accomplish. There's a famous line in the Talmud that the people that are in, that embarrass themselves become great and those that cover their mouths become embarrassed. It's a great line. And the answer is that when you're embarrassed sometimes to be vulnerable, you learn how to be comfortable being vulnerable. You're always covering your mouth to look good everywhere. You want to, you don't, you're not deep enough to make a difference in someone's life. This image of ours, what it does is when we live our lives and we don't recognize that an image is just, a, it's just clothing. You got to put it on sometimes. It's life. You got to put on a coat sometimes. For those who are listening from Florida, you don't know what that is. It's a thing you wear in New York and other Northeast places. I went to Florida once, I kid you not. And I was like, we just landed, so we all had our coats on. I'm like, where's the coat closet? Someone's like, what's a coat closet? I love it. You put on a coat. You put on an image. You got to. You walk into a place. You got to get dressed up for the place or else everyone will look at you. Okay. But you always got to know who you are. And you always got to know that who you are is valuable enough for somebody else to connect to. That's the key. You always got to know that you, who you are is valuable enough in just who you are to be able to go deeper with the people around you, to have more meaningful conversations, to have more meaningful interactions. You'd be surprised just how much people are clamoring for real meaning in a world of sound bites, in a world where every everyone is a mile wide and an inch deep. How desperately somebody wants somebody else to just be authentic with them, to be real with them. It's amazing just what a few good friends around that you're able to just be you with is more valuable than hundreds of people around you that you've never really been you for. And if we don't start chiseling at this, it's hard to connect. If we don't start chiseling away at the images that we wear, it's really hard to us to open up and to be vulnerable to people around us. To say the things that we want to say, to grow in the way we want to grow, to recognize that I'm not perfect, but I want to get better, to have real conversations with people about life, about growth, 
It's not just the same stuff. Whatever I'm buying or wearing or sharing or money, whatever the area you're in, it's like you can hear someone talking across the table in a restaurant and the beginning to the end of the conversation, God bless them, is just stuff. There's no depth. They're deep people. They're souls. It's because we're scared sometimes. We're scared to be us. What will they think? Will they like me? I don't think until we become us we'll be able to really feel connection. All right, we'll try to knock this out tomorrow. It's the world of autonomy. Until then, happy Father's Day, everybody. Dads have this issue. All dads. I don't know. Listen, I don't think it's men or women, but usually guys are a little harder to express themselves. So happy Father's Day. So for all the fathers out there, I'm proud of you. For all the kids out there, tell your dad how much you love him. It means the world to him. Happy Father's Day. And uh, with God's help, I cannot wait to continue this. Hopefully, we'll, we'll end this quickly. We can get lost in this topic for months. We're not going to. We got a lot, we got a lot to do today. We got a lot to do in general. We're going to knock this out early. We'll continue on. Hope all is well. Happy Father's Day. Have a great day. Looking forward with God's help seeing you tomorrow.